Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. trying to finish that song off like a... We've got this epic Hans Zimmer type ending. I just feel so theatrical right now, Ian. Well, hi there, everybody. Hi there, Ian. How are you? I, I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, it's, uh, it's... What is it? Tuesday night. It is a Tuesday night, which I didn't realize it was Tuesday. Tuesday. What, I'll all tell day? You what, I feel fortunate that some days I just forget what day it is. That's not always a bad thing. It's uh, it can be a bad thing if you've got a meeting, though. You know. Well, it can be. Yes, it could yeah. have been bad for us if we had thought that uh, the show we went to see today was still on Thursday. That is true. That is true. It's t- our tickets were definitely not for Thursday. Joe and I went to go see Wicked at the we Pantages. Did. In we went on a field trip. We did just a little. Uh, you know, we 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 got on the school bus and <laughs> did a little. Uh, you know, buddy system. It was a short bus, and uh, <laughs> you know what? We were in a shame. We got on there with pride. It took about 15 minutes for the ramp to go for up. For us to and, get uh, on. And once the ramp was up, then it took him another 20 minutes for it to pull us inside the actual bus. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then uh, some uh, munchkins from Munchkinland came and took us. They sang and a song. <laughs> made and us off, sit in our seats. Offered us a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to uh, the Pantagen in Hollywood. Pantages. Pantage. Fuck, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Pantages. No, it's it's kind of nice. I'm sorry, guys, over at They're the Pantages. They're never going to let you in again. But Pantagen sounds so cool. It sounds like... Uh, it sounds like... We are Pantagen. Or, you know. or uh, oh my God, half the country's been wiped out by a pantation. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like a disease. Yeah. It's like some some horrific thing. It's like, this was such a bad disease. Well, how did it happen? Well, someone Everyone created it. singing. Someone created it and then brought it out of the labs. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> That's what we always do with diseases when we create them. We have to test them somehow. <laughs> That's the longest quote by the CDC. <laughs> but it's 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 printed, in, in, you know, on billboards. <laughs> people people have to like strain their necks to to read the entire quote. Ian, what we got on the yellow brick road tonight? Well, <laughs> uh, we did. We or did. We, did we divert from the yellow brick road? Uh, well, we saw the yellow brick road. We like passed by. You know the, when, uh, like, uh, the outskirts, the upskirts of the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> the upskirts. That's like uh, the dude when he was laying on the on the ground in his dream, and he, he was, went he under those girls. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was the bowling. He's like looking up. Oh, which I didn't realize this. You remember when we were talking about his camera on the other show? He brings his camera on set and takes pictures. He yes. does this panorama oh, kind of pictures. Yes. yes. Or the it's like a it's a camera that pans. So it's a okay. long exposure that pans. He took that uh, in one of his favorite pictures that Jeff Bridges took was on the set of Lebowski when he nice. took a picture doing that scene when he was no rolling way. under the girls with the. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. He took yes. a long picture of the stuff. It's, it's on. It's on uh, Penthouse's website. It's on the Penthouse website, so you can you can get that at www uh, naked naked photos by Jeff. Uh, Goldblum. Just Jeff Goldblum. I figure both of them have that dot com. Jeff I would, Bridges. I would. <laughs> naked pictures by Jeff Bridges dot com and naked pictures by Jeff Goldblum dot com exist. But 
ironically, the opposite Jeff is who owns that, <laughs> their, their own, you know, their website. They bought it from each other, yeah, like yeah, holding yeah. it over each other. Gold Sorry, bro. 10,000 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Gold <laughs> and it's yours. Got bridges. Fuck you, man. I'm not website. paying that. 10,000 yeah. bucks. How much did you pay? Fourteen ninety ninety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go daddy, bitch. Hmm. Speaking of, um, he takes off his Jeff Bridges mask. Yeah. And Danica Patrick doing the, uh, the <laughs> spokesperson. You know, she's like doing a, a Super Bowl commercial, or it's a uh, it's a raptor from Jurassic Park that got out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's like terrified. This is his worst nightmare. <laughs> this just in: that's how the Raptors escaped the Jurassic Park set. Is they put on Jeff Goldblum costumes and they left at random nice. time frames, nice. so no one was suspicious. They could like suck themselves <laughs> into a human costume. Well, dude, that's what you're saying to me. It's like you can't have too many Jeff Goldblums trying to escape the set of Jurassic Park. You know, so they had to go out in intervals of yeah. maybe an hour and a half apart. You know, people would notice if more than one <laughs> Jeff Goldblum left that park at one time but you were saying like at the theater when we went to the pantages yes uh you were like dude what would you do if you saw your same exact person coming oh, down because we had yes. fucking amazing seats we had some killer dude seats. what were our seats i have a ticket somewhere g it was road g so we were like we we're in a, road b, g string e yeah F. we were in g so we, we were, were close the to the row we were in the front like close enough for some spit to land on our faces i, I maybe i feel like i was made direct eye contact with at a time or two during some of those epic numbers but didn't you feel like you were in the dark i felt too in the dark uh, like I, I felt like that too but then i was like she can't see me but i've been you've been up on a stage i've been up yeah. on a stage like i can i i can gauge how far somebody can see if they're really trying but can you and gauge I, like street fighter gauge i <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's true. Yeah. You're right. You can yeah. see people in the audience. You know, you're not fixated on them the way that they're fixated on you. But I, I feel like some, you know, at least just a moment, just like a flicker yeah. of recognition that, oh, there is a person right there. I can see You're like, eyes. I'm the chosen one. Yeah. yeah you almost want to like rise from moment. your chair and, and go up and, I don't know. I always feel that too. Like, I always felt that whenever I played shows. Yeah. Like, Doing the, because um, I would go out for the sound checks and I would look at the stage. I, I love seeing you'd what like, other. You'd like go into the audience? Yeah, the, I like seeing what the lighting guys got going on because honestly, lighting is always perfecting the show, even to the last show. I, w- so I, I took notice of the lighting a lot in this show. It was great, man. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. But I, I always loved going out into, because we played a lot of theaters like this. I loved looking at the stage and seeing what the lighting guy was doing. Because you don't get to see it from that same perspective. No, you don't. You're, so, you're the one being lit yeah, most of the time. There's there's a difference between putting on the show and actually experiencing the show. It's and that's what true. we got to do is experience this whole world that they put together, um, which is kind of the side story of Wizard of Oz. It is. It's it's uh, 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 unofficial yet official, widely regarded as official uh, prequel slash. We should uh, write a new one. You know, yeah, side skirting, uh, Wizard of Oz type. Of I felt story. like this was still a little too. Um, it's not the kind of story I'd write if I was going to do a side story of how the Wicked Witch became the Wicked Witch, sure. quote unquote. Sure. I would make it a little more wicked. Well, the part. Well, that's just it. I I can't vouch for the book, but yeah. the you know the musicals got to be. I'm sure there are rules and or just kind of accepted things that you follow when you're making a Broadway musical. You. Uh, elements of it have to be family friendly because you know oh, people sure. are going to bring their kids even if it's a topic like rent yeah. is uh, deals all with aids and homosexuality and things that were I thought it was about 
just getting a new place just, and just being paying, excited. Paying your bills, being yeah, a just, responsible adult. <laughs> just making sure you <laughs> beat the red line. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's still a show that you could go see. You know, you'd take your maybe your twelve year old to go see it or something yeah. like that. Not I like don't have a twelve year old. I mean, I, well, yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I always think about that. It's like Broadway. They do have to kind of tailor to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's shows. I'm sure my brother always tells me about this one that I've got to see. It's the uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's he. Oh, he's been telling me about it for years. It's what? like this side sesame puppet show kind of thing. What Avenue Q. Avenue Q. He yeah. has been telling me about this for years, dude, for real. Avenue he's Q. like, dude, you've <laughs> got to see it. It's great. Nice. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So the, it's kind of like I know there's shows like. But Avenue Q, he's it's pretty crass, yeah. From oh, what yeah, I hear, sure, so sure. that's not necessarily a show you want to bring your kid to. No, but I also understand, you know, there's so many people in New York that visit there, and they that's just one of the stops in New York. If like as a city, like you when you're the Avenue Q, well, yeah, like as the mayor of New York City, you must have what kinds of things in your city. You got to have some way to bring in revenue. Sure. Uh, so you want your entertainment industries to provide something that everyone can enjoy. So you've got Broadway, which people bring their kids from all over the world to see these plays, and most of the time they are kid friendly. Yeah. But I I don't know, like this kind of play. This is such a I don't know to my to my I loved it. I fucking loved it. Don't nice. get me wrong. I thought nice. it was great. And it was perfect and it did hit all the um all the high notes. All the high notes and all the low notes cuz there was a part, a part where there, uh, some, there were some low notes. Uh, the wicked witch sang some low notes. She did. She did. <laughs> she had a she had a a, a register on her. <laughs> no, but um I I just feel like uh I would want to make it a little more dark. Well, uh, yeah, that, that goes back to the book. Um, I'm sure many people have read the book. They could tell you better than I can. But um, I, I wonder if the book did have more detail in it. I mean, if you think about it, there's some pretty uh, well, there's some pretty adult topics and things going on. Like, For sure, yeah. You know, there's adultery. There's you know an affair with an illicit child, and this and that. And the there's right deceit. The there's deceit. There's you know, a, a sex scene where they can't stop singing to each other. But there was no real sex. But it was just kind of like... No, it, uh, was them, it was them on their knees in the middle of the stage. They were on their knees fog with fog. Yeah. And then they get off their knees and they kind of put their... They Swing put their, uh, their funny parts together. What did uh, Martin call those? Cheeky parts? There's cheeky bits. <laughs> cheeky bits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're like singing this amazing they, song, man. Yeah. yeah. And that was their sex scene, I guess. Well, it would have been the, the, the romantic scene. Okay. Dude, we're doing a terrible job right now. People don't understand the story of the fucking. Yeah, we we only just saw this for the first time. I I didn't know anything about this play going you into. You knew it. that it was the Wicked Witch of the West. I did know that because yes. you know, I mean, it's it's a fairly iconic mm-hmm. look. She's got the green, you know, the green. You don't skin, see her eyes the hat and everything like that. Yeah, great, great design by the way. Yeah, with the uh, Glinda. Yeah, which is actually originally Galinda. Yeah, call her by her given name. Glinda. She still seemed a little ashamed of it. Like she had to give up a piece of her to accept Glinda, you I'm know? Sure, I'm sure. So I, she did. I'll call her Glinda. I'll give her some respect. Glinda. Yeah, yeah. Becky Lou Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth. So, okay. So we, we walk into the Pantages 
First and foremost, the Pantages is in downtown Hollywood. Downtown Hollywood, which, gorgeous place. Depending on what what block you're walking down, can be ghetto as hell, or industrial as hell, or full of construction, mm-hmm. or you know just impressive with hipster shops and record labels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we. Went to this theater. Capital Records. We're talking to you, bitches. Capital Records. One, <laughs> you know, Amoeba Music like takes up an entire block. Yeah. Um, Wicker sleeping. Capital Records. Wicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That's terrible. Um, but, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's a theater building, fairly unimposing, but it does say Pantages. It does have the posters and everything. You know, it's a theater. But you walk in, and it was the most ornate. I. I, I I've seen some beautiful theaters in my time, and uh, this this was this was Hollywood extravagant, beautiful. Okay, from a one to ten, what would you rate this theater? Yeah, it depends on what we're rating. Based on what you've seen in your lifetime, still depends on what we're rating because the older a place is, I can appreciate that beauty more than I appreciated hmm. the ornateness of this particular. Theater. Well, you were telling me when we were leaving, you were like, they do, they do the Academy Awards here, which I was thinking. Well, they have currently. Yeah, yeah no, this they place have. is too small for that. Yeah. It seems so big. Yeah, I, it was it was because of that documentary I watched rather than watching the Oscars. I saw old archival footage of you know the twenty third Academy Awards yeah. or whatever number it was that it was in this particular footage. People are arriving at the yeah. Pantages and it's oh look at her dress now, ladies and gentlemen. She looks gorgeous. And, uh, but that's you know. funny. Like I, I haven't been to the Kodak Theater. I haven't been to a lot of these places that they hold all these award ceremonies in. But now I have been to the Pantages, a place that I know people, you know, they, uh, an event that it's got some big history know, behind people it. People were paying attention to back in the day. Did um, you feel like? Can you imagine having stood in there uh, back in the day? Imagine being in a tuxedo, being nominated for back, in, you know. Movies of the time. I don't know how big the industry felt at the time. It feels right. huge right now. You it know does. what I mean? It does. So I, I still can't even imagine it. But even at that time, it was a lot smaller. Yeah. So could you imagine standing there in that theater? Could you sit there and, and imagine that that would be where they would do the Academy who's, Awards? Who's If they were doing the Academy Awards this year at the Pantages, whose seats do you think we were sitting in? Rob Schneider. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Beyonce. Man. No, not Beyonce. I, mean, I, I would uh, like uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. Those those like little Beyonces get like, like a the, Brad and Angelina. You know, something, I could see that. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe a Leo DiCaprio seat. You maybe know, Clooney. Like because we were we were on the what maybe seventh eight row. rows back, seventh row. Okay, seventh row. Okay, seven rows back. Seventh row. Like uh, you're right. We could we could have definitely got some weather forecasting if uh, if they, to, <laughs> you know. Pfft. Project a little bit their uh, spittle, which the goat did. Goatman, he did. Professor yes. Goatman. Yeah, there was. It, that's the other thing you don't necessarily think of of animals talking in Oz, but I totally bought it. The last time I happening. trusted a goat was Mr. Tumnus, Tumnus. and it's been a while. So, yeah. but was he a goat? I guess well, he, he. No, he was a. He was a. Uh, oh, what was he? He was, he was kind of a, was a predator, half, half goat, half man. In, Nar- in the newest Narnia, he seemed creepy to me. He remember the first one, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Sure. He was pretty sure. creepy. Well, he was. I mean, coming to my house. Yeah, he was some half naked, yeah. you know, loner dude who uh, was hitting on a not hitting on. He was becoming friendly with uh, the late year old girl. And all she wanted was uh, to find her jacket in the closet, and ended up falling, stumbling into this wonderland. And yeah. lo and behold, this little trotting. 
hooved creature takes her deep into the forest, which is what the professor was doing with these students. He uh, appended... (laughs) He apparently became... uh, Okay. So, Glinda and the witch that everyone knows, the green witch. Elphaba. Elphaba, which... Which you never, you never know the Wicked Witch of the West name in Alphabet. It's quite a name. But Alphabet. this, yeah, the guy who wrote this, uh, I think his name is Gregory McGuire, um, came up with a name that it's just like, all right, I, I bought it. I'm like Glinda, Alphabet. Glinda, Alphabet. Awesome. Glinda's kind of a name people still use a little bit. I don't I, know I've if they. It. It's That's kind of being weeded it. out. I guess it's it's one of those uh, like Agnes. Yeah, it's like our grandparents, like their <laughs> friends would have the name Glinda, you know? It's like yeah. a generational naming yeah, thing. sure. It'll come back. Alphaba. I mean, nowadays, do you think you can name your kid Alphaba? Yeah, that be a, absolutely. It my name is Alphaba. Who, yeah, it just depends on who you are. You're either, you're either rich and eccentric or you're on food stamps in, you know. Could you be Coffin. which and eccentric? You could be <laughs> not rich you, you and eccentric. Be, witch. You could be witch, <laughs> like witchy witch. <laughs> which Alphabet was clearly wearing a bodysuit. You could see her green arms well, and uh, it, me, it still looked real. It did. It looked really, really well done. The the tone of her facial makeup because she she was made up on the face. Yeah, I imagine it was like a you know an airbrush type of situation, a concoction of, easily, of uh, spells. Y- yes, it was. She opened the book. <laughs> started chanting and singing, and suddenly, poof! Her skin. She screamed. squeezed a bunch of uh, bullfrogs like over her face. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, she wore like a, a green man suit from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was green man. You know? Wasn't that Charlie in that thing? It was. It was oh, Charlie Day. Shit. You're invited on the show, Charlie Day. Um, yeah. So I I noticed that for sure. Uh, but only only when she like bent her arms or bent her wrist. Yeah, it was like you kinda, in the you, cracks. But it, you know, like under her pits and stuff. Didn't really matter. It, it didn't well, matter. It really didn't matter. I didn't even bring it up to even bring it up to like cause. Because honestly, I thought the costumes. Yeah. Everything looked fucking oh, amazing, dude. Was, I was into everybody's costumes. It was it well was done. Influenced by Doctor Seuss esque, you know. Yeah, some kind definitely. Burton esque elements to it, you know. the The production design was very, very well put together. Susan Hilferty. She did costumes. Uh, Susan. Well Susan. Done. Well done. Uh, you and then know what? Tom it, Watson did hair and uh, wigs and hair. Ooh, yeah. The hair was good. The hair was the hair was pretty good. the The costumers, though, what I remember from being in theater, the the costumers were a lot of fun. They were great people because they were always there's always seamstresses backstage. Yeah, you know, because ready to fix a thread. Yeah, anything that goes wrong, they're like, yeah. sew it right up. My you dick's hanging out. Back. It's too big. I told you. You could literally <laughs> they'll sew you into something and you get back on on stage to to finish the number. So hiding an elephant in there. What's going on here? What kind of a t- <laughs> Uh, but uh, there were just so many different like costumes and costume effects, like the the monkey when yeah. you first see him in Oz, and then uh, Glinda does or not uh, Alphaba does the the spell and gives him mm-hmm. wings. He like, pulls that cord. He, he, well, yeah, we know he pulled the cord, but like wings just sprouted out yeah. of his back, and I was like, whoa! I mean, yeah, those are some those are some good practical effects mm-hmm. that work really well on stage. Yeah, you know, dude, I I always think about. 
forever I'm going to be thinking about Birdman when, uh, you yeah. know, as soon as they run off stage, they're going over to the makeup person, yes. changing out a wig. Yes, and that's exactly it. So there's all these moving parts going on, like backstage. Well, and- I noticed that, you know, there was a, a period of time where they're walking around town, Elphaba and Glinda finally meet Fiero. Um, the love interest. The love interest. The uh, Prince Charming type of character. Uh and all the townspeople or, or schoolmates are dancing around in their, their outfits, and they all run off stage. And not 45 seconds later, they come back out on stage in, like, full party yeah. club gear yeah. and stuff like that. I, I remember days where you'd have to do such fast costume changes and then get back out and continue to dance. For I mean, those the, it's tough, dude. Are you You're, sweating your ass off the whole time oh, and makeup is just hiding it all? Time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, makeup's hiding it all, but, I mean... It's it's winding and it never it's not that it ever gets easier. You just you know that you can get through it. So you just get through it. But you're never less exhausted. At the yeah, end of, it's a uh, workout. <coughs> Excuse you got me. choked up there. I did. So Fiero played by Nick Adams. Way to go, Nick Adams. You were great. Yeah. I was a fan of you from the start of your good. chariot ride in. He, yeah, exactly. He was. He, <laughs> he was came in the, in the fucking thing. He was. He was falling asleep, but he was kind of the Gaston, played by James Marsden. Yes, very much so. He kept showing off his ass in those tight short, those tight pants. The the riding pants. He was a fan of the riding. Be honest, pants. that's what he was doing. It was. He uh, had some fucking biceps on him. He was too. wooing the ladies. He was. He did. He did a great job. I didn't notice because I was being wooed. I noticed because I'm very skeptical of everything. Oh, and yes. I was watching his performance, and, and, and I noticed he had tight pants on. And, he was watching and, the performance of his and, ass. And, <laughs> and his ass was in step with the beat, and I will tell you it's the nicest and finest ass I've ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, it wins Academy Awards, left and, and there, right. And there were many, many ladies <laughs> in this show. <laughs> we're here tonight with the Academy Awards, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Adams, for best ass. Best ass. <laughs> no, but he, he did a great job. Like He came in... He becomes a love interest for... He's like I mean, the popular he, guy he, immediately. He enters as the very obvious love interest for yes. Glinda. Galinda. Yep. Who Galinda is, at the time. She is the prissy, you know, uh, entitled... They're like you know, at Hogwarts or something. Blonde. They're like the school yeah. of witchcraft and wizardry, I guess, Shiz. right? It's a university. They're like a, in college. Yeah. Where yeah. where where did this take place? Like, okay. Because there's, there's Oz, which is where they eventually go. But where the fuck is the school? I mean, I I Are feel they in- like I feel like Oz is the land. Okay, so and it's where the wizard is is just the capital. It's like downtown Oz. It might be downtown. It's like we live in LA right now, but yeah. we're going to LA, my downtown friends, motherfuckers. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like downtown Oz, motherfucker. I would love to see the homeless. You got a dollar? The homeless of Oz. Yeah. You want a hot dog? <laughs> you want to see my dog? <laughs> There's many <laughs> There are many things that happen downtown. What happens in LA stays in LA. I don't know what that means. I stole that. But yeah, they you stole it from Las Vegas. I know. Las Vegas is calling their lawyers right now. No, but uh <laughs> so they're in college right now and it's very much like this witchy kind of school where they're Well, well, it's they have ones. Everybody everybody else was dressed normally. Everybody else was dressed in a, in a a school uniform type of like pinstripe dress or suit. Depending on, but on they were still dressed like wizards, dude. I mean, who no, the fuck not, dresses like that? No, no, they were not. They were not. I couldn't. I because it was that special. is true. That is it true. They weren't special that Alphaba had powers. It was special yeah. for them to, to be selected for the sorcery. She was the odd class. She was Alphaba was for sure, and she had the natural talent. But I, 
I don't. Yeah, it was some weird fantasy school. You're right, but I I think it was. I don't know. I again, it, there are probably more details in the book. But well, they, there was like certainly it wasn't uh, that obvious. It wasn't. As, it wasn't like Harry Potter obvious. Yeah, that they were at a witchy school. It did make me wonder though, how long it's going to be. I kid you not. I we can't even copyright this because we don't know any shit about <laughs> Harry Potter. But <coughs> no, mark JK, my words, we're, we're they will this. have a Broadway Harry Potter show. I'm sure. It's going to happen. I'm sure. And whenever it does, it's going to be fucking epic because they're going to be able to tour that shit around and it's going to make more money than Oz could ever dream of. Like, because when I was watching this, I was like, dude, had they if they put together a Harry Potter epic story of them, if they can smack all seven years together in yeah. like an epic four-hour show, maybe two intermissions... I'm literally building their show for them. Yes, I mean, this yes, is a lot to this is a lot to people for people to commit to. But this was the kind of show that was like, wow, this is you get to see this whole other side of the Wizard of Oz that you grow up yes, seeing as yes. just a black and white first color movie. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you see it, this whole other you know because what did they have? The Return of Oz was which was. Um, I love like that 19, movie, man. Really? Yeah, that was one of my favorite. That was I love that more than the original. They're Wizard showing of Oz. it somewhere. Really coming up? Yes, it's it's it's. Oh shit! I gotta go. Yes, I mean it might be like this weekend. Oh, that would you, bring me to tears. I think. Yeah, uh, I'll try. I don't and, know. I'll try and find it because I'm one hundred percent positive it either just happened or is happening this coming weekend. Oh my gosh! So can't yeah, be early Sunday. I think we're doing a garage sale. By the way, if you have anything to sell, I think we're gonna have a garage sale. Okay. Yeah. I'm throwing I mean, that out there. I don't have a whole lot of stuff. Yet, you know? Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'll take a look. Because <laughs> you know what? There might be some clothes and stuff that I could sell. For well, sure. I've got some stuff too. Like if you want to go through anything, I uh, I know that's weird, but. I mean, I just don't think any of your stuff would fit me, dude. <sighs> no, dude. I actually have like some pretty decent sized shorts and I can't. I, dude, I've saved so many clothes. It's hard to let go of clothing for me. Oh, like I keep the same clothes. That's the thing. I've got a shit ton of clothing, but I swear to God, I've held on to stuff for some of it, 10 years or so, bro. Like it's fucking bro, bro, (laughs) bro. I just realized I said bro (laughs) because I was looking at basketball shorts and made me think bro. Yeah. But dude, no, I really, I hold on to a lot of clothing and, uh, it's all various sizes just because I, I go to, th- I like to shop at thrift stores. And if I think a shirt's cool, I don't care if it's out of my size. I'll fucking buy it. And I'll wear that shit around the house, you know? Well, or I'll wear it when I'm walking my dog in the morning. I am not afraid of the paparazzi, Ian. <laughs> the pa- They've seen well, my vagina yeah. three times getting into six Ferraris. Maddie's. I got into, <laughs> wait, that doesn't make sense. They see Maddie's vagina getting into Ferraris. <laughs> Maddie's vagina. Well, I said they've seen my vagina three times getting into six Ferraris. I guess oh, that would be. You said her. They would have to see my vagina two times per Ferrari. I guess. Which means one of them was probably on purpose. Each time. Well, <laughs> you know. Hold the press. Statistically All speaking, six of them were on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Sorry. so Galinda and Mildred are at uh, Hogwarts. Mildred, <laughs> Mildred. I I'm mean, yeah. She. Although, you know what? No, it's one of those old school names, though. I would say Mildred because it's like it's an old name. It's. I believe Mildred was another. There was a story that I remember from a, from childhood. Oh. That 
I think it was called The Good Witch, and I believe the girl's name in it was Mildred. Really? Yeah. Well, I was just saying Mildred because Alphaba's kind of that kind of name. It's like it's on par with Mildred, Alphaba. I think. Well, yeah, it's just it's, an older it's name. It's unique enough, but it's you're right. It does have cuz I think the name describes the the wicked witch of the west that we know from the Wizard of Oz. You know, kind of grisly and older and yeah. very stern and like fucking grumpy old lady. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd call her Elphaba. That's true. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, and the guy who wrote the book, that would be one of the only visual references he Sounds could like have. a disease. Alphaba? Yeah, I've got Alphaba, guys. I, hey, uh, uh, I just wanted to let you know I got a case of, of the Alphaba. Uh, are you serious? So we can't sleep together? <laughs> yeah, you can't sleep with anybody that has Alphaba. That has I mean, that's, the Alphaba. It's going to fall off the next morning. I'm sorry. Uh, and and it is not supposed to it fall It could be off. a pee-pee or it could be your titties. I mean, one or the other. I mean, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah. But yeah, they, they, okay, so they're in college they and in college. you kind of see, you see Elphaba going through uh, her early, I mean, I'm sure she went through it growing up. Sure. So you see her at the time where she's first going to college she's, and she's getting the opportunity or private to, school. to describe, not to describe, to experience herself. Yeah, she's experienced, okay, I'm green. No one else is green. I am the oddball out. She's the black sheep of the school, yet she, Honestly, is the most wise. Everyone else is kind of stupid. She's the most logical. <laughs> She's the most logical. Like she pays attention. That was a dick thing to say. Well, but everybody else is just background. Well, they characters. were just assholes. They might as well be wearing stormtrooper armor. But they were constantly you know like I mean? afraid of her every time she was on stage. I was like, well, come on, like, guys. It's like not a leper. Yeah. God, you don't. Well, want to be exactly. A That's leper. how they were treating her. <laughs> just kidding. You know? But even then, I, I, dude, think about it. Like they were treating her just like a leper. Like you read in like. The Bible days or yeah. old stories, people well, were. She was green. She was like an alien. I guess it's it's very odd. Like how how would you? No, I you are a bad example. What the fuck? <laughs> you are too open minded. You for the example are scumbag. No, but how would most people react to somebody walking around that they're they if they thought that you really had green skin, they'd be like, whoa, dude. Dude, that's well. They think you're up. on your way to to being a part of a play. No, that's what I mean. If they think you're part of a play, they'll write it off as that. But you get somebody who thinks that, like, is like, whoa, this isn't makeup. This is fucked up. Like, yeah, you're real. You know, the, the you're really green. Going to be this weird fear kind of un- misunderstanding. Well, yeah, you're like everything I l- have ever known is now being challenged because I'm seeing something that I've never, never thought was before. conceivable. Right. I definitely wouldn't want to make fun of that kind of person, though. You know, that's, that's why that's, you, the, that's why you are a bad example. Well, no, but it's but seriously, no one no one feels I good know. about being a bully. No one feels good to truly be a bully. Sure. Everyone's just trying to make themselves feel better about something. But sure. yeah, here's the thing: we watch everyone watches the same fucking movies. The bully always, at some point, feels bad. So everyone, to some degree, can connect to the bully because there's Biff, times where everybody judges other people. You know, Biff Tannen never felt bad. You don't think I always felt bad for Biff Tannen. Remember the part when he was fucking waxing the truck, the black truck? Well, that's old man Biff Tannen. But I felt so bad when he was became kind of their slave. You know, like he was a dick in his younger days. Grandson, yeah, yeah. But I felt so horrible, dude. Every time I saw Biff in that scene, I was like, man, Ah, that's old. He still wasn't that bad to like. Yes, he was. That's what he becomes. He got the he got the sports almanac. (laughs) 
old man Biff Tannen's the one who created alternate 1985. But don't you like? He's a fucking <laughs> bastard. But he's still such a fucking idiot. He's he still is an idiot. look, look, You're right. Biff. You're right. Biff, look, anybody that fishtails and hits a pile of manure several times in three different times. parts of it. Four I mean, times. You, how many times that happened in that movie? Look, you can't give him too much credit. I mean, Biff Tannen, you're, you're invited to the show. Come on the show, Biff Plead Tannen. your case, but look, don't any, come in here smelling like shit. Any because. version of Biff Tannen. <laughs> manure. Except the, manure. Except the robot one. I'll put a bowl of manure in here. So whenever, Dude, actually, you want to know a funny story? I met him. I actually cannot, off the top of my head right now, I feel ashamed. I can't remember his name. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Thank you, Ian. Tom Wilson. Yeah, hey. I met uh, him at the forum uh, when I was playing with Brandon. We did a tour nice. last year, literally oh. close to a year from today. Nice. Um, I met him. He was a fr- he was uh, friends with somebody on our tour. Nice. And um, he came in and hung out with us in the green room and was fucking incredible, dude. His entire family now, was incredible. And they live here in L.A. So Tom Wilson, you're invited. Got, is it true that he's got a uh, uh, like a card that he hands out that like answers the five most asked questions he had. I don't know. I could see him doing that as a joke, but I, yeah, yeah. He didn't do that when I, no, I I don't know. I I heard that maybe it's a legend. He did give me a nuggie though. He gave me a nuggie. And, uh, he did. And he beat the shit out of me. Make like a tree and get out of here. Tom, we would love to actually have you on the show. Yeah. Some of the most interesting characters, some of the most interesting people, I imagine, uh, would have so much fun playing a character like that. Dude, he, I I know he definitely, um, because backstage, of course, he's asked this. You know, we're hanging out with him, and through various conversation, we get to the point where we're talking about, I mean, he cannot escape it. And and it's one of those things where, like, imagine you being that character. It would still whoa, be whoa, something whoa, fun. On. What? Okay. Okay. Go, go imagine on. being him. I'm imagining. Like you played, like seriously, like you lived this life where you just, it was a part for you. So you're thinking it, of it from the side of being on the opposite end of the camera. You're not seeing it from, uh, like we were talking the about in the very beginning, being yeah. the experience person. You're experiencing the art. Yeah. You were helping create it and it was also in chunks. So you didn't really see it. In the full spectrum, like right. like you do when you're a kid, and then you grow up and see these movies. Totally. So he became this iconic character that was seriously like fucking iconic. Yeah. And it, it will go down in film history as being a movie that really touched on, I think, time travel for the first time <laughs> in such a cool era of his of human history. With um, I don't know, it's like you know when we saw just recently we did the three movie goes with uh. Oh my God, what did we just watch? <laughs> Blade Runner? Blade, no. Uh, Chappie. Chappie. It was like uh, that old 80s movie, uh, Short Circuit. Yes, Johnny Five. So you kind of see, but it wasn't anything like it, but you can look at that technology of the way they dealt with with uh, robots at that time. Yes. There was something special about the 80s, and Back to the Future dealing with time travel just captured this perfect moment that I don't think will ever be replicated ever. And so well, he was a part of that. So imagine being a part of that. And then you just meet with anybody I, in your normal I, life. I imagine it's got to be just as <clears throat> just as magical for them, even though they know everything that happens. It's got to be just as magical for them for the same reasons you were talking about. They film it all in chunks. They film it all without music, without actual sound effects, sometimes without actual sets and 
things they're interacting with if it's all green screen. Yeah. Um, and then they're seeing this movie and they're like, oh, so that's yeah. what I was supposed to be. I mean, that's like, the beauty of the premiere, right? Like. Yeah. Like people show up, everyone gets together. I think it's probably more of a little charade. I'm sure some of these people probably see it. Uh, you don't think, you think they're withheld the actual final cut before the premieres? Like a lot of these big actors? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not for any other reason other than it's just. That's true. It'd make it a pain in the ass to yeah, watch it. I mean, <laughs> You're just like, fuck, I'm already they, they may not care, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I, I'd be so stoked, dude, every I time. Amazed. I'm, I'm amazed at how many people I've met that work in the industry that it is just a job for them. Oh, I'd be so stoked to go to a premiere every yeah. time, dude. If I was yeah, an actor, absolutely. I would I'd go be to, so excited. I'd go to everybody's premiere. Oh, I'm like, you're not going? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take your ticket. Dude, yeah, I'll go. I'll be your fucking, your side man. I'll hang out with you. Let me be your PR person. I'll <clears throat> keep you pushed along on the red carpet. I mean, it'd be fun just to go because there's a, it's a sense of like, like there's a side of it where it's just people rubbing each other's cocks, you know? But then there's a side of it where it's truly, you know, I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. it is. But then there's a side where it's truly everyone coming together because they were the, the all the various artists who didn't really see the full spectrum finally getting to watch this pristine version of every piece of effort they put in for however many months or yeah, yeah. even years sometimes. God, but then, yeah, Tom Wilson came backstage and he answered some questions. I mean, he said some shit about, like, he made some jokes about Back to the Future. Nice. Super cool, dude. His nice. His kids were awesome. And it's, he's one of those guys where he would literally invite you over for dinner, seriously, and just be like, yeah, man, you're in L.A.? Yeah, well, let's have lunch sometime. I mean, he's that kind of fucking guy, you know? Did, Unfortunately, I didn't really. But uh, did he? I called him twice and he put a restraining order on me, so I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you, I shouldn't have texted him a, my titty. Called you a, called you a butthead. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> butthead. Now, he was really nice, though. So, Tom cool. Wilson, yeah, you're invited officially. Yes, please. I think I said show. that earlier, but it's okay. But it's cool. Like these, these kinds of shows, like Wicked is playing on such a piece of history of our growing up, dude. Like you and I were raised in this world where it's like, there's a difference between our grandparents who saw it come out and premiere and become yes. something that was just a movie. In like the 30s. Yeah, but we grow up as a, it becomes a part of your, there's plays and then it becomes a book in school. Someone talks about it as, you know what I mean? Like it becomes Halloween characters that you yes. just see every there's year. There's always Dorothy characters. There's it becomes a, a part of your culture. Slutty Dorothys are, you know, pretty I popular. was her like several times growing up. Slutty Dorothy. Yeah, yeah. and I always nailed it. Yes. Every time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and all I was was, uh, it was just me. Uh, and I would just, uh, I didn't wear anything <laughs> different. I just had a bat, uh, my, my pillowcase. I just put a name tag on, said Dorothy. Yeah, it was just me naked with uh, some some sparkly with high heels on. With, I was holding Toto. <laughs> I had Toto covering my junk and uh, a, a pillowcase for my candy and high heels with that glittered. And I would say there's no, no place like home whenever they would answer the door. And, and I, wore a, I wore a little sign that was a rainbow <laughs> and I was just over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a couple friends that would uh, skate around like the um, the monkeys from Return of Oz. Remember when they had the oh, roller skates? The skates, yeah, dude, that was so badass. That's what I loved about that movie. It was such a Tim Burtony version of that story. Yes, it was yeah. so out there. I loved it. It was um, it was bizarre to, to say the least. I had a lot of nightmares with that one. You know what else was bizarre was the Whiz. 
Oh my gosh. Michael Jackson. Dude, the Wiz. Like, <laughs> I haven't thought about them forever. Like black Michael Jackson and Damn. Diana Russell. Well, I mean. He's always been black. Old nose Michael Jackson. But what would the white community say? Mm-mm, bitches. He came out He's of our ours side. He's ours now. He's ours now. He walked over that fence, bitches. <laughs> we saw him without that nose. Oh, <laughs> Back when he looked like a Skeletor. Yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> that was that was a, a, bizarre, a bizarrely designed movie, but it was a great film. You walk into Michael Jackson's room and you're like, Michael? He's like, I'll get you, Gadget. Who's here? Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you nice. see, is this one little claw? He like, is claw with his... the cat. The cat's there. Which, dude? Speaking of freaking epic chairs, the wheelchair in this play wasn't that awesome. They I had know, two separate wheelchairs that so were incredible. I've heard this music before. I've heard the soundtrack, but that's it. I haven't read the book. Didn't know the story. Um, I had no idea she had a sister. I mean, I guess I did because I, I didn't know, know the either. story. But in the story, in the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy's house lands on the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Her sister, and it's like, oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so this makes sense, and this makes sense, and this makes sense. So everything started to make more sense as a story as it all went on. But I didn't know anything about about the story of the show. I, I didn't realize there was a Gaston involved. I didn't really either. But of course, the love interest—you got to have that. That's what's gonna diverge the the lines, or that's what's gonna draw the line in the sand. Is always a lover. Of course. Of Why course. do they do that in stories? It's like the easiest way out. It's got to be something more. I don't well, know. Well, for Alphaba, there was. That's true. Well, no, actually, that's not well, true. Well, Alphaba had her own, like... She did everything. Uh, everything I think she had her own inner uh, confidence. You know what I mean? Well, she had the the utmost desire for truth. Like when she met Oz. Like she yes. called him out as being a fraud. Yeah. Straight up. She did. You know, she didn't really hesitate. No. Which I had some didn't. respect for. Yeah, absolutely. And then she flew. She flew. That was cool. Dude, how creepy when the goat professor was taken away by the government. Right, I know. They were dressed completely governmenty. They, they weren't did. dressed like Oz no. people, dude. No. What is that about? Yeah, well, you know what that's about. <laughs> you know exactly what that's about. Dude, that was such a weird scene to me. I was like, did you catch that as the cowardly lion? I didn't realize that was a cowardly lion either. in the cage. I didn't either. But it was interesting. How do you I guess there was a guy in that entire uh, okay, so there's this cage that's put on this little counter they wheel in. Yes. And it looks like almost one of those snap-on tools, but almost steampunky hybrid. Yes, yes. You know, uh, what would Just you call that? Cart. Like a tool cart. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this cage with this baby tiger in it that's... Lion. Lion. Sorry, baby lion. It's not Sorry. the cowardly tiger. <laughs> <laughs> he called me a tiger. <laughs> T-I-double-G-R. I'm out of here. Uh, that's what the cowardly lion would do it if is. he was about to be our guest on the show. He would walk out because he heard me call him a tiger. He would. He'd get too scared. <laughs> this is bullshit. He would be too too scared bullshit. to correct you. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. But yeah, there's the they're they're starting to cage animals. Yeah, but it was moving to... around. Like it looked pretty cool. Like it, it did. didn't. I mean, it looked fake, but it looked real. It was at least a puppet. It was a not, puppet, not just a a, a stuffed tiger. Uh, excuse me. Someone wasn't like I hitting a remote, remote control. Do you think someone had a remote control, or do you think no, no, no. because there was like a, I saw a little box underneath it yes. when they were holding it, like yes. somebody had their hand in there. Yeah, there was like a little trap door in there. But did you notice the little on the tool 
case, the cart that it was on, there was like a box and it looked like I was sitting there watching it and I was like, wait a minute, as this, ti- as this little tiger, sorry, as this lion <laughs> is moving, as the young cowardly lion is moving in this yeah. cage. Yeah. Um, the, the, the timid lion. He's I was literally picturing x-ray vision. I was going, there's a dude's fucking head, that little box that's on top of the counter. Yes. That's the dude's head. Yes. So he can watch himself moving the lion around. Yes, that's exactly. The, yeah. That was fascinating. I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of snapped out of it after yeah. a while. Yeah. But. Well, that's, but that's when we suddenly realized that there's like a prejudice going on with these animals. I don't understand exactly because they could talk and then suddenly. Well, they were the slaves. Couldn't talk. The monkeys were the slaves of Oz. The monkeys were. Yeah. They were, uh, I guess they became, I don't know. I don't know how that really works in Oz. Like, I don't know the reasoning be, like behind why the monkeys were caged. I guess yeah. they were like messengers. They used them for, uh, well, eventually they could fly. So Eventually. You know. Well, I imagine there might be more details about that in the book, too. That's true, yeah. But it's... They it also like to roller skate, apparently. I didn't know that. But. Well, yeah. Later. <laughs> they, they, that was a skill they learned later on in life. The roller skating. That's true, yeah. They did like to wear the little Shriner hats, though. They did. From, from the Wizard yeah, of Oz. Yeah, they wore... <laughs> So the uh, Cowardly Lion, which had a fucking... I didn't realize how long his tail was when they showed it later on in the show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a long-ass tail. That is a long Surely tail. the Cowardly yeah. Lion's tail isn't as long as a fucking well, but serpent. The, but in the, movie, in the movie, there was the whole gag of the tail kind of had a mind of its own. It was always like kind of flipping yeah. around wherever. Because a cat's tail... Cat's tail just fucking moves wherever. It would take it on the character of like a Scooby Doo. It was like that's yes, a Scooby Doo tail almost. right now. Yes, exactly. Getting exactly. into trouble, but you don't want to so, kill it. I guess I kind of cute. I wrote that off as another one of those gags. Yeah. You know, like in a cartoon, the tail stretches. Yeah, and yeah. Pops back in the ass. Do you think anybody who was doing this play was high at the time? <laughs> Tonight, I don't know. I mean, man. they're on their it final. Is. It's like senioritis. You Last know, they're week. on the final. Last Stretch week. before they move cities. That's true. Like gypsies in the wind. They're about to leave us. Maybe. Uh, but then again, they might all be professionals. Who knows? You don't think you can be a professional and have a, have a little The wizard. I, I would imagine it's the wizard. It's my medication. The wizard might have Need been. my medication. Yeah. yeah, the wizard. Dude, he felt like my, like, like, uh... <laughs> oh, I feel bad saying this. I don't want to say this shit. Because he was pretty good. Like, he was uh, good. He was an I, SNL I, cast member. What? Yeah, read his bio. No. Yeah. Do you know where it is in here? Uh, it's like third or fourth down. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. It was Tim Kazurinsky. Tim Kazurinsky? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well. He was we, pretty good. I mean, he felt like um, like your theater arts teacher that like got the a, part. You're like, all right, <laughs> he's fucking good, all right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he was definitely, he seemed like a carny. <laughs> well, not, mean, not in the way that he was playing it, but like, hey, but like, Carney's listening. No, 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 not those kind of Carneys, I guess. But, but fuck you, Ian, man. Like the, uh, I don't know, the one that you would you'd see in movies from like the 30s. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Snap right up. I yeah, got something okay. to sell ya. Almost like a ringleader. Like yes, ringleader. There's a better word for the you know in the circus. Okay, so he he was a, a cast member of Saturday Night Live, nineteen eighty one to eighty four, nice. which was on NBC. Wow, Everybody for knows three that. Years. And he played Officer Sweet Chuck in th- uh, three Police Academy films. Oh my gosh! Wow. Other films he was in was Neighbors, My Bodyguard, and Somewhere in Time. Hmm. He was in Curb Your Enthusiasm, nice. Princess and the Pea, 
and love and marriage, love and Was marriage. He? Married with children. Married with children. Dude, what a badass. How did I not know this? That's awesome. I noticed. I need to go see his face. I read a bunch of the uh I read a bunch of the bios and uh a lot of these cast members have done Wicked before. Really? On Broadway, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like repeat. They just kind of like, eh, yeah, I'll jump on the train. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, months, get, get a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why not? I mean, you know the part so well. You get the opportunity to... I mean, it's just your job. That's true. It is a job, I guess. Yeah. Yes. It's a job. It, it's, they get to do anything they want to do all day long, and then they have to show up at the theater probably 7 p.m. You think so? Yeah. That that soon to showtime? Just an hour before? Maybe six. You don't think they're backstage? Me, 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 me. Looking in mirrors. Me, 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 myself. Look at me now. I'm gonna be the best one. Johnny when you the stage. Oh shit. You're late. You're late. You're late. Where was Johnny? He was singing to himself in the mirror again. He's so vain. He's pumping himself up. He's like Fiore or whatever his name is. Sorry. Nick. Fi- what was his name? Fierro. Fierro. He was doing the Gaston thing. Remember when Gaston looks in the mirror at Beauty and the Beast and he like licks his teeth? <laughs> he does. Ah. Oh, that is. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was my brother's favorite uh, Disney movie growing up. I don't know Beauty why I just thought about that. Yeah. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was a good one. Yeah. The Lion King. That was so great. That man. one, yeah, that one was pretty I good. I snuck McDonald's into that movie when I <laughs> saw it in theater. King. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With my stepmom at the time. Nice. Yep. Nice. I was eating a Big Mac watching The Lion King. <laughs> dude, that movie changed Simba, my no. life. That's the power of art to me, dude. Is that movie seriously was so iconic to my heart. It like I have a heart yeah. for Jonathan Taylor Thomas for or sure. right? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he in that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was young Simba. Yeah, like seriously. But uh, he was not the... He might have been the singing voice. I don't remember. If no, he, he didn't do the voice. singing voice. Okay. It was another kid. Um, but I, I don't know. It's one of those movies that you see. It's like Titanic. I'll always appreciate what all those people did for a film that was seriously like... I don't know. It was just such a cool piece of art. You never saw anything like it. You no, know? not at the time. Yeah. Sure. And then they go off and do various other things, but you always still remember them from that part. That's right. what's incredible to me about it. That's I feel like that's I will cut this out. No, don't cut it out. I I lost what I was going to say. Oh, we were just talking about uh, people who who play a certain part, and then all of a sudden you remember them for that part. There's you're always going to connect somebody with something that that touched you in a way you know there's always going to be people who in a see, soft way who see in a tender way in a tender way <laughs> in a tender um, movie goes way <laughs> a tender movie goes <laughs> uh like ed o'neill a lot of people oh yeah there are a lot of people that will remember ed o'neill as being al bundy from yep. married with children but there are also a lot of people that now also remember him as uh I don't remember. His oh, name. from uh, from Modern Family. Yeah, yep, yep. Which is great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Idina Menzel. Uh, she. Oh, that's thing- tripping me out, dude. For you to like say that right now, that's just tripping me out. Why? Because there are separate generations of people that are seeing him in these iconic roles that have. That's some pretty incredible shit Isn't for it? someone to grab a role like that, to to be able to create. Wow. 
More thanks. than once. Thanks. Yeah, that's pretty once. amazing. Yeah. Idina Menzel, the first thing I ever knew her in was Rent. And Rent became huge. She became huge. Um, and then she did Wicked. And she played oh, Elphaba. Yeah. And it became huge. And she got even more huge. And then she did Frozen. Oh, And wow. she's even, I mean, she's she just finds these lightning strikes of gold or is just that good. Yeah. You know, she, that's just one of those things. There are so many people that know her as, uh, Oh, I can't remember her name. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell in, uh, the Flintstones as, <laughs> as, as Betty Rubble. <laughs> Oh my god! Stop it! I was totally picturing her when she had her talk show and she'd fling out like shit out to the audience with a rubber band. Oh, thing. was she really? She had a slingshot. She'd fling funny. out little like rubber toys. And That's funny. Slap like house moms in the face with them when they weren't paying attention. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. There are a lot of people that will remember Idina Menzel as Maureen from Rent, and then there's more people who will remember her as Elphaba. That's pretty cool, man. Like I don't know they. I always think about that stuff. It made me really, it didn't make me regret. I can't say that because I feel like at some point I'm going to interact with being a part of some sort of production like this. Yeah. I don't know in what way, but it definitely makes me sit there and go, God damn, I want to be a part of creating something like that. I could write a fucking show like that. Easy. Like when I was watching, I was like, okay, I'm seeing all the moving parts and you really just have to source and pull everybody in their specific expertise, makeup, uh, set designs, as long as you have a really killer story and yeah. you got great music. Yes. You can put together something that could really, because this story was really great. They they talk about um, like Oz, the Wizard of Oz. They kind of covered a little bit of here's the veil behind the curtain. He really it had no power. It, it was, it was what was going on. The, at least the second half was mostly what is going on while Dorothy and the tin man and everybody are walking the yellow brick road. What's happening yeah. on the other side of the story. What are we not seeing? Um, and it, it did, it shone the entire story and the entire world in a totally different light. It was appreciated. I loved it. I actually, it totally uh, changed the motivation for the Wicked Witch of the West. She was actually really sweet. She was she was very well-meaning, always wanted to do good, improve herself. And she was, one, misunderstood, but two... Understood. Pro- propagated against. Propagated. Oh, yeah. Propag- they totally propagandized. propagandized. They definitely smeared her image yes. when she accidentally turned the monkeys with the wings into the wings, you know? No, no. It was that not right? It, but it wasn't that. It, well, she, it was when she denied the Oz. Like she was like, yes, I'm not going to do this. Yes. He wanted her to continue to do more things like that. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm not going to. That's evil. That was horrible what you just had me do. Yeah. You know, it's so it's she she was a great moral character. Even she was. She, yeah. I mean, she was the the misunderstood rebel. Well, I feel like both of like I feel like Alphaba and uh, Galinda were they they both had their own perceptions of things and even yeah. as extreme as they were on either side they both eventually saw the the, yeah. the peril of once combating they, the other yeah. side you know once they connected they never disconnected even though <clears throat> Glinda went 
the way of the good and Elphaba went the way of the wicked. Um, but she really didn't go the way of the wicked because well, she was still but better they, than Glinda to me. You're right. You're right. I thought but, Glinda was still a selfish biatch. Well, she to was, a degree, she was. Self, I still liked her. She though. was self-absorbed. I she mean, was funny. She was. Well, she was very funny. But you've got two people on polar opposite ends of morality. You you know as far as the story goes, and yet I identified with Elphaba much more because what she was fighting for is you're green. something that because I am green. <laughs> That's why I wear purple because it it. We actually had to change the color of your skin tone for the cover of the high dare. Yes, work. yes. <laughs> we did some some color correction. <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. Like, yeah, she was I she was definitely the person I feel they were trying to get the audience to connect with. Yeah. You know, it it I don't know, when I see stuff like this, I always look for the story. I mean, everyone's doing it. Everyone knows the storylines. Everyone's I don't know how much people do actually connect to this does say a lot of truth about our current society. You know, the way, like, just even the part where, again, the FBI guys kind of come and take the goat man out, (laughs) you know? Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. And it was just their their will was forced upon this goat who just was trying to teach his students. And the lion. They kept him in a cage and he was bashing the This is the new way of life. And about to inject it with, Mm -hmm. you know, a poison. It wasn't a poison. It was probably a tranquilizer. Which is poison. I mean, it's putting something to sleep it against is. its will, you know? Yeah. You're like, in, injecting like chemicals. Yeah. I, I mean, I just put her to sleep tonight for the first time. Put her in a chokehold so you she went to sleep. I told her before I did it, I said, this will be the first and the last time I ever have to do this, Beast. Because you'll never wake up. Sweet princess. <laughs> and her eyes refused to, sh- to close, so I had to close them with my fingers like they do in movies, you know, when they close the eyelids. <laughs> And she's currently burning on a pile of um, of coals right now, and I am going to spread her across the seas of Galilee and walk on them. Then walk on them. On I'll walk on the surface of Galilee like the Christ. Like <laughs> No, but the stories. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Please. Let's jump right back. I love in. it. No, but for real. Like the story does kind of play on to. Hey, everybody! Here's the story of good versus evil, and here's a story of when you face deceit. Yes. What do you do with that? Yes. Do you... Nothing bad that happened in this movie happened because of Elphaba. Right. Elphaba tried to help everybody. She was, absolutely. She just wanted to be accepted and hang out and be part of the group, part of the fam. Nessa Rose cast a spell on Bach, and Elphaba turned him into the Tin Man, who didn't need a heart. Therefore, his shrinking heart wasn't going to kill him. Yeah, and what, what doesn't need a heart? Just a object that looks like a bunch of tin a pile, cans, a pile of tin which you know people can twist that and see that as a as a bad thing but the worst thing would have been for him to just die if you're walking by on the yellow brick road and you heard like a excuse me excuse me that's oh, the mouth that's the rusty mouth movie yeah, yeah, in the bushes yeah. or the corn could you grease up my dick would you do it just, just my dick <laughs> He's totally was like pulling a prank. Yeah. Like this is tin, are you kidding me, Tin Man? Bill Cosby? Yeah. And then you slap him on the ass and he runs off into the into the thickets and that's the end of the Tin Man. <laughs> Until Wendy comes along and he's actually rusted for real. Wendy. I like, mean not Wendy. Like, like well, Wendy lady? Yeah, when the ste- the shoe stealer. The shoe stealer. Yeah, she stole the shoes from the Remember when the witch's uh Dorothy. 
Sorry, I was. Why did I say Wendy? Uh, well, you were thinking Granny Wendy. Wow. From, from yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was a bad cross contamination. No, 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 Dorothy. I was thinking Dorothy. She does. She is a, a shoe thief. She is. They were not her shoes. You're right. <laughs> did we ever say who played Glinda? This was uh, Chandra Lee Schwartz. Nice. She did great, man. She did. She was funny. I liked she her. She was very funny. Yeah, she was. She was. She she played she played the the froofy, like flighty type of character very well. Yeah, but like the played it very cleverly, I feel. Jennifer Dinola or Denoya. She was uh well, Alphaba. She was Alphaba. She I, I think I caught her laughing once when yes. uh Glinda was doing her thing and uh she was kinda laughing, but when she was doing what thing? She was singing a song or doing something. I can't remember exactly what it was. But yeah, yeah. I was watching. I, I love when someone else is singing their part, watching yep. what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can see if they're like laughing about it. Yeah. or you, I don't know. I just like watching. And uh, I was watching uh, The Witch, and she nice. was laughing when in a part where I was like, they were both I don't witches. know if she was supposed to be laughing, but. They were both witches, Joe. That's true. They were both witches with a capital Biatches. With a capital no, I'm just B. Kidding. No, they were cool though. They they kind of had so they were roommates and then they have this falling out because of the man. And eventually they both meet up with Oz. They don't have a falling out because of the man that first. Well, when the, she finds out that he really loves uh Elphaba. But that happens. Glinda's really that happens upset about later. that. Yeah, yeah, but that happens. That happens after they've met the wizard and she's already flown and like she's the wicked witch officially. Right, which was so fucking epic. Whenever they right? lit it up and yeah. she was all lit up in the fog and I mean the whole first act was the backstory and the the very innocent um quest quest. The the very innocent desires of somebody who just wants to be accepted, accepted by her community. Yeah. And in whatever way possible, like she's going to be the best that she can be. And hopefully the wizard will be able to make her normal looking. Oh man. And he didn't, he and just he, never did. He didn't because he made her green, but he gave her a book that had all these spells in it. It had this weird language. It had some speaking in tongues kind of shit. It did. You know, shit like that. Drinking, like, drinking strychnine. Oh, she's like drinking witch's blood. Wait, yeah. She's a cannibal. No. But he, yeah, so he gives her this book, which did you notice when the they had it on that table and then it came down? Yeah. And sunk yeah. below the ground. That was they pretty had, fucking awesome. They had a couple of trapdoors in this in this show. Yeah. I always dug that. I, I love when uh you see, I, I honestly thought when they had the when we were talking about the lion in the cage, yeah, when they went and set him down on the ground, yeah, I thought they were gonna pull the thing and someone was gonna be under another trap door, moving, making him move again. I was oh, hoping that was gonna nice. happen. Yeah, that would have been cool. Didn't happen though. It did not. That's okay. That, yeah, it's all right. It made the the one time we did see the lion move special. It made it worth it. What if <laughs> what if when they took the cage off the cart? And the, the guy's guy, hand. <laughs> he's, he's just holding up the middle finger. <laughs> he's like, that was his last show. He was getting fired. Yeah. Well, no. he might do it on the last show. Do you think he's listed in here somewhere? <laughs> what? The cowardly lion? Well, he, I mean, you know, the dude who does the hand, the puppet. Yeah, it, well, you know? my guess, my guess is it would have been any one of the number of background 
you know, dancers. You think so? Yeah, probably. Okay, so they get kind of the same guys. They don't have like a, a separate crew out uh, there. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, with that kind of caliber of a professional production, it might have been a crew member. It might have been a dedicated crew member who's like a Rick know, kind of guy. Like a Rick. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. More like more like just you know any one of the PAs, you know, or you know just regular crew guys that are back there. Possible associations. Possible affiliatories. Principal apples. Yes. Yes. Which are the best kind? Paraphernalia assholes. <laughs> PAs. Those are different. Are, do you know that there are um, services in which you can get <laughs> you can make a mold of your own butthole and get it cast and molded into chocolate? Damn. <laughs> so you just basically uh, toss your own salad? I, I guess. Suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Toss your own chocolate. But they they they. <laughs> You know, they try and push this a lot for, like, ha- Valentine's Day and stuff like Are that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no. It's I, specifically for assholes? Yes. I've heard I've heard it advertised on Are podcasts you before. Me? No, I'm serious. So how is it advertised? How do they advertise that? They just, they've got a, a sheet of paper, and they, they read it. It's You can imagine how Kevin Smith How do you mold someone's asshole? Like that. Pour Plast- wax all over it? Plaster. Or? Yeah, probably. Plaster. Oh, that'd be so awkward, man. You just sit on the plaster. I mean, yes, but you do it in your own house. Anyone listening, if you've had your asshole plastered, please hit us up. We want to know what that experience is like. Because that is incredible. 555 Big Bear. 555 Big Bear. We got to figure out our number. We got to get a number. Got to throw that out there. 27. No, no. I mean, like, we got to get our call-in number so we can have it. 555. Big Bear, we've been giving it out this whole time. Everyone's getting a busy signal. We, we should though. We should find a. We should find a Google number that is some area code out there that is five 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 Big Bear. It would and be we, hilarious. It would be. I we we that's our goal. So if uh, if anybody's out there listening, um, and you happen to search Google uh, Voice and see that there is a number available in your area code. Hit us up. Let us know. Because we're, uh, we're wicked. We feel wicked tonight, and we want to talk to you. No one mourns the wicked. <laughs> that's, that's one of the many lyrics that got swallowed by Which is sad to me. I, I disagree. I, f- I would still mourn the wicked. I did. I was like, I feel no. bad. I pity, I pity people who like, get lost in their own anger and their own you know, foolishness. You know? I was okay with the fact that she... Spoilers, come back, came, come, she come back to life. She cometh a backeth. She uh, came out. All of over my backeth. <laughs> she cometh all over my backeth. <laughs> that's impressive. Squirt, squirt. That's impressive, okay. yeah. Sorry, that's gross. Well, for once, it was used correctly. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but But she ends up not being dead at the end of the show, and the scarecrow is really Fiero. Yeah. And uh, they walk off into the green sunset. They do. She fell in love with um, a pile of hay. A scarecrow. Tell you yeah, what. Yeah, because I thought it was it, it, a little ridiculous that, you know, somebody's going to die from water. Water, <sighs> really? I mean, he's got to create his own boner. He's got to go gather a- some more of his uh, his uh, hay, you yeah, know? He's got to yeah. create his own member, you know? Corn cobs. His own... <laughs> She's like, no, we can't keep it in the stock. (laughs) (laughs) You can't unwrap it. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (sighs) 
I don't no. want you to have baby popcorns. No, no, no. Our house smells like a movie theater. All of our kids smell like the movie theater. I don't know. That's what would happen is because if you had a baby with a corncob cock, it would... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would have popcorn babies. Can we... We can't name the show that, but that would be funny. Popcorn cock? Corncob cock. Yes, we can. Dude, I, I had a blast at this con. Or Dude, yeah, I don't want to call it a concert, but it was a it was a fucking was a great musical. performance. Yeah, so congratulations, yeah. everybody who worked on this. We're going to read your names out loud. Every, Every single, single one, one of you. We're going to be... <laughs> Ian will sing a song as I do the credits. And um, here we go. We'll start with... Um, uh, Music and lyrics. Steven Schwartz. Book. Winnie Holtzman. Based on a novel by novel Gregory McGuire. God damn it, I'm fucking it up. Starring Jennifer Denoya, Chandra Lee Schwartz. I got the okay. Yeah, we don't have to. We're not going to do this. Well done, everybody. Yeah. So we've been running this show for a long time. Thanks. Thanks for hanging with us. Hang out with us online. We we're on Twitter at. Hi underscore dare. You know D-E-R-E. what things things like this we could use donations for if uh, if anybody's interested in in helping us, you know, be able to to bring you excuse me bring you field trip kind of events like this. Yeah. Um. You know, visit our website and click on the feed the tree icon. We feel like we're doing investigations. Like we were talking about earlier, we were getting dinner tonight. We were like, oh. man, we could write this off if we talk about Elf Tree. And I'm like, dude, we are here for Elf Tree. We're here to investigate for this show that is hopefully going to enlighten us, you know, cause that's what I, I run into these, uh, these kinds of plays playbill. That's what they always give you is this little booklet that says playbill. Yeah, it's the program. They all look the same. Yeah. Uh, which is who the fuck came up with this and why is it you have the to. standard everywhere? You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Playbill.com. Check it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always feel like I go into these things expecting to be enlightened by something. And it did. It showed me, wow, people are writing plays that are still giving us truth about where our society is and to recognize the deceit in a lot of ways, you know, because there's a lot of that going on, going on around us. Absolutely. You know? That's all I can say about it other than uh, just getting into the nitty gritty and I don't really feel like doing that, you know. Quick shout out to the Bowery. The Bowery. Dude. Yes. Joe and I went to uh, grab a bite to eat before the show. Yum, we, yum, stopped yum, this, yum. we stopped this like pub almost yeah. kind of place, you know, uh, had a beer. What's a pub, Ian? What people, people out there don't know what that is. I think officially it's a public house, That's but true. it's a, uh, it's a bar, you know, uh, I guess, I guess it's most recognized for being a specific like feel of a bar, you know, a lot of woods, uh, you know, darker kind of lighting and stuff like there's that. A, there's a, a generation that would only know it as the leaky cauldron. The leaky cauldron, right. So it's a leaky cauldron. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, But I had the regular burger. You had the, the vegan, vegan burger. Mm-hmm. It was probably the best burger I'd ever had. Dude, it was the best vegan burger I've ever had in my life. It was. But was it the best burger? 
It was the best burger I've ever had in my life. Nice. I mean, seriously, it was the Bowery. I mean, I don't know what to say other than that. Get the fucking vegan burger. It is so damn good. I'll give that a shot next time. You should give mine a shot next time. I can't. I don't eat meat. No, you can, dude. No, I yeah, won't do it. No, you, you could. You know, it's just a choice, dude. Just <laughs> I know it's a choice. to eat the meat, okay? <laughs> eat the fucking meat. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, I was forced into cannibalism. I hate Maddie. You hate. You I consider would, her as a human. You would eat Maddie before you'd eat a, a hamburger. Oh no! Yeah, my little see, beast. She's yeah. on my lap right now. She is. She's Joe's got a lap dog. Mid mid show, she came over here and she was like, "What about me?" I, I pick her up and let her. Part of it. She's been totally cool since you know. Now she she is. down. She's she gonna was. go feast. <laughs> she's stumbling she, around because she. <laughs> Oh, dude, doing. she's holding her leg up. She is. She's holding her back right leg. Joe, don't do that. It fucking hurts to have your leg asleep, dude. Don't Maddie. She's, she's, her What's legs, going on, all beast? sorts of pins and needles because oh, her leg's asleep. Oh, right dude, now. I've never seen her do that before. That's, I'm so, I've never seen a dog do that before, but you, you've felt that. She held, you? yeah. Hell yeah, I felt that. Yeah. Oh, she held hey, her girl. leg up like a, like it was injured. Not like she was peeing, though. Well, she's standing on it now. It's all good. Yeah, it's, it's, the pins and needles are done. She I'm was sorry, beast. She was like laying on her legs, so she must have cut off blood supply to her legs. Oh, I feel while. bad. I was totally like kicking it, trying to get her to you like. You were, you were, <laughs> man. You were being a dick. Such a dick. You were being a dick. But I wasn't kicking it hard. I wasn't being a bully. I wasn't being a biff. Yeah, right, right. He wasn't <laughs> Peta. You, you can you can calm yourselves. I wasn't being a Tom Wilson when he's being recorded. <laughs> Man, damn, Ian, this was a pleasure, man. I had a good time on this one. I, I, I'm, thank you for for inviting me to see such an amazing show that was very truthful, nice. had very many truths in it. Nice. So. I, uh, I was glad to be able to see this. I'm new to this musical, uh, even though it's been on for a little while, but I can I can definitely see it still holds up. It holds up. Yeah, for I didn't sure. feel like it was any cheapened because it wasn't actually in Broadway, New York. Right. Right. Yeah, you asked about that. You were like, is this like, is this, you know, the B cast? This is the B team. Whatever. But no, far from it. Not so. Far from it. Far from it. Yeah. They definitely casted A-list players. Yeah. And I was very impressed. And uh, so with that, I... I I'm going to expose my titty. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to go tomorrow to the Sunset Strip. Yes. Which, uh, you know... Go meet Joe. See me down at the corner of Sunset and some random street. I don't know any of them with stars on the on the ground, which you, they were not should... in any pattern. Right. Which that's another thing. I just want to throw that out there. If anybody knows the stars on in Hollywood, what is the pattern difference? Why do some face one way and some face the other way? Yeah. I don't how get does it. that work? How do you determine if your star faces one direction or the other? Yeah. Because it gets difficult to read you know, upside down. And then you're just like having to like twist and turn as you're walking. You're going to get hit by people. And is there a hierarchy behind that? I'm curious. Is That's one true. more of a disrespectful, uh, you know, maybe I'm facing the South. I'm very ashamed of myself. I, I will never make it in Hollywood clearly. Cause I'm now set in stone. We, we, we have some research to do. We do. So we'll, I'm going to do some research and I'll have that information for the next show. I'm going to do it. I commit Nice. right now. Nice. Everybody, right here. <laughs> if you don't hear it on next week's show, feel free and tweet Joe. 
And I will provide you with a tube sock and a bar of soap, each one of you, and you can beat me to death because I failed you and I failed to bring you information about the Hollywood Boulevard. And, oh, shit. and no, don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, we better let Joe uh, yeah. get started on his research. It's time. And it is. It is. We haven't done a late show in a while. We haven't. And I need to uh, I need to click my little red slippers because I want to go home now because I'm tired. Did you notice again. they were silver? I did, and I was the appalled. Shoes, I threw up silver. five times in my mouth. I think that's the real the real uh, color, though. I think from the book, they're silver slippers. Is it the real McCoy? It is. It is. You think they're the real slippers? You think that's the real? Yeah, I think I, I think I remember from the story, silver slippers. Why they do them red? Because they had color at that time. They're probably like, we're going to do them probably red. to showcase Fuck the silver the screen brilliance of color. Silver yeah. screen had enough. It's going red. Seriously, like the devil. I imagine. Yeah, that's hey, probably why. I I'm I am glad they were red because yeah, it popped. I I I've seen Judy wear other colored shoes and she wasn't as hot. You know, yeah, to be she, honest. Uh, she kind of looks cl- <laughs> clunky and silver. Let's leave them with this, Ian. On a scale from one to ten, how hot was Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seven. Because she's like she's like fourteen. No, not, not in reality, but the character. How old was she in the movie, though? Because that's the Judy I see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean. You but know she, what? But she's she's got the pigtails. She's got the you know. So I just see I see the character. That's the movies. That's the thing that you yeah. and I we you see and I see movies differently. You oh, yeah. see you see a lot of the technical things. You see a lot of the details and stuff like that. I see uh, the connectivity with the story. Do I buy Judy Garland as a fucking twelve year old, thirteen year old, fourteen year old girl wandering the yellow brick road up with a in a in a twister? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. she would be ripped to shreds. Everyone knows this. Well, so would the the Wicked Witch of the West riding her little broomstick out on the Yeah, picture. but she was a witch, though. Well, but originally she was the lady on the bicycle. That is true. She <laughs> was. That's true. She was, yeah. Yeah, and then she turned into the witch. Man. Because the drugs started kicking in. That's true. She took a couple pills and was like, I'm out for that's the night. What the, that, Mama's the room, gonna go have some fun. The room was spinning. Twister. <laughs> that's what the twister was. Judy Garland took some fucking LSD. That's oh, where the fucking, yeah. that's where all the color came from. She was tripping out and we got to go <laughs> along her journey. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Yeah. We went on Judy Garland's acid trip. So Judy Garland's ghost, if you are uh, listening, we would like to invite you onto the show. Or Liza. Liza, if you oh. know how to get in touch with your mom. Dude, I'm such a fan of Liza Minnelli. I think I, she's such Liza, a badass. Liza Minnelli is, is to be well respected. Yeah. Yes. She's invited too. She is. Liza, you're invited. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We love your mom. We love you. And uh, dude, let's call it, man. It's yeah. fucking late, It's fucking right? oh dark 30. This is one of the, you were saying this was one of the latest shows we've done in, in quite, a, quite a while. Quite some time, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. We got I'm, a little bit of a bowl to finish off, so. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Uh, so while while we go do that, I'll just say that for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe in. Oh, no, wait. Oh. Sorry. I can't let us end the show oh, yet. I have to ask you a question. Uh, Joe, for 28 episodes now, oh, yeah. we have been doing I'm Ian and I'm Joe and something, something, we've got to go. Oh, yeah, I've been making How does it up. feel 
to have come up with 28 of these. I mean, do you feel pressure when you're coming up? I don't know. Dude. I just don't know what to say. I just literally have been making it up at the fucking fringe moment of impact. That's so great. I don't know. I can't think of anything before. That's, uh, it, it, but yeah. you just almost had me on the cusp, and I was literally freaking out because I had nothing to say, and I'm glad you kind of aborted yes, mission. I, and you know what? I thought to ask you this while I was editing last week's show, and I was like, this is exactly how it's going to go down. I'm going to forget to ask him until he almost says it, and I'm going to interrupt. And then I thought, no, 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 I'll make notes. I'll make notes. I kept it. <laughs> made notes. Didn't look at my notes this entire show, and that's exactly how it happened. So have so. I done like have I done a good job on these? Because I, I just I do them. So. I don't know. They f- I feel you kind do. of like an I mean, idiot yes, doing you, it. You, but, you, you know. uh, We've committed to it. You know, we I've have. just kind of been doing it. I was going to ask you if we wanted to if we wanted to start working in a more regular one so that it's uh but. But Make it kind of a consistent. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you're if you're digging, as long as you dig the randomness of it, I'm sure the audience. I kind of like the randomness. Too. I mean, yeah. it kind of, you know, it's uh, it challenges me to like stay on my toes, I guess. Because nice. I always forget every fucking end of show whenever, because because some most of the time you'll kind of like just fling it in there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in, and I'm like, oh shit, oh god. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Well, we'll we'll come up with we'll come up with like a high sign to like prepare you. Like we got a five minute window to go. <laughs> No, yeah. I don't want to know though. I like I like it this way. <laughs> I Sorry, prefer I to have... know. I would prefer to be one of those dudes in the cabin of the Titanic that didn't know we hit an iceberg and I was just gonna crash for the You're night. Just gonna go back to sleep. Fell asleep in the cold, you know. Yeah, and you just never woke up. You just never woke up. One more question, Joe. What were you doing at twenty eight? Because we're on episode twenty eight. When I was twenty eight years old, when you were twenty eight. So years that old. is how many years ago? Four years ago for me. Four. What is it? Twenty fifteen. Yes. 2011-ish? Yeah, yeah. Touring like a badass. <laughs> you, were still, you were still touring. Wow. Now, yeah, I was uh, writing music for my upcoming album, The Way It Goes. Where were you living? I was living in Nashville. You were I was in Nashville, in, Nashville okay. in 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. We did a show, I think, where we talked about where I was, like, and I completely got my timeline off. I don't remember yeah. what show it well, was. It's, but. It's, it's, there are nebulous areas of my life as well. That you know, it's kind of like it was kind of around this time. Um, at twenty eight, uh, at twenty eight, Shelby and I made the atrium. Yeah, and we made that about a month after my twenty eighth birthday. Did all of that, and then next on my list was moving here. So moved here, had all my stuff stolen, and you just turned twenty nine. And I turned twenty nine that October. So how, yeah, how do you feel <laughs> being on the cusp of thirty? I on the cusp. I mean, I got six months left. I got six months left in my twenties. How do you oh, feel about that? No, I haven't thought about it until just now. Um, I I don't know. I don't know yet. You'll no longer be a young twenty-something-year-old. I'll be thirty. You'll be in your thirties like an old man, like the rest of us. I won't be. I won't be what I perceive uh, some other people I know in their thirties yeah. to be. Uh, I I just I can't do that. I'll tell you this: it's no different than the day you turn twelve. Sure. All of it's the same. It's just an, another 6 a.m. It's the craziest thing, thinking of, of about like uh, doing our earlier shows. Yeah. It feels like it's so like it was so long ago, and it really wasn't. But no. it feels like a long-ass time ago, because yeah. you're in such a different headspace at that time, and that's how it feels thinking back on memories like four years ago. I was yeah. in Nashville. I lived in... I was focused on living there. Yeah. You that know? was your whole and, world. It just continues to change. Life yeah. continues to move you if you let it. That's funny. We're both talking about the same age, but for you, it was longer ago than it was for me. Just four? 
four yeah. years. For me, it was last year. Yeah. For me, it was mere months ago. But I'm telling you, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you'll know this because if you think about 28 versus yeah. 25, yeah. it's all the same, dude. There's times where I literally think about my age and I forget that I'm 32 and I go, whoa, I'm 32. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I'm not even, I didn't realize I even got past 25, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of this whole limbo zone of almost observing life from, you can either slow down and you go stationary. Yeah. And then things really slow down because then you have to actually force yourself into a certain lifestyle, you know, a certain, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that other than just like, and I don't want to say it because like, like a negative thing, but it does age you when people get married or they have children or they kind of decide to get a job working somewhere. Yeah. And that's the part of me that hasn't happened yet at this point, if it ever will, I don't know. But I observe it in other people, and it's really mind-trippy, dude, to just kind of feel like I'm in this limbo zone of not really feeling old at all. Yeah. And I'm not old, because 32 is, is how, not old, but, but it's just, it is weird to think about. I don't know how I, to say I that. know some people in their 30s that, that seem a lot older than you do, and they're Gosh. not. That's just it. It's like, I'm. I, <laughs> there are people that I would be amazed at how old they actually are, just because I'm like, wow. They seem like they're, you know, mid-30s or whatever, and they're probably 25. But what makes per- someone sound old, though, you know? It's just, it's such a... Is it locking into a certain mind space and saying, this yeah, is how I see life of. and this is how it is? Kind of, yeah. Is that what we see maturity as? Yes, that's what we are meant to see maturity as. That's interesting to think about. It is. It's Every part of me thinks that's not supposed to be true. They ain't getting me that way. <laughs> so. Ain't gonna hold me down. <laughs> okay. Well, we can, we can officially... <laughs> Just playing us out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We can officially call the show. All right, let's call it. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. You're we badasses. Love, we love you all. Uh, for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe and... <laughs> We gotta, we gotta go. go. <laughs> <laughs>on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at intertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. 